is up, everybody? We are back. It is episode two of season two, and we hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. We got more for you. It's your boy, AB Guapo, and you know, we got my other, my guy, King Diamond Eye. How you doing? What's good, yo? How's your day? That was pretty good. Uh, I've been sick most of the week, so excuse me if you all hear me coughing or My man got that, that new wave of COVID out here yeah, in these streets. Yeah, that, uh, Florida Delta, boy got <laughs> that Delta variant. Um, yeah, it was. It sucked. I was like so sick on Monday. I had to like leave work early. Then I like went home and like I had bought this like Dayquil stuff, like pills, but it was like generic. They didn't do anything for me. Like I had to go and buy some like severe Nyquil, and I took that and I was just like, yeah, I was gone, bro. But I feel better. And so, um, but other than that, it's been a quiet week. No, nothing really special to talk about. How about you? Just working, man. Just getting shit done around the house. Just taking care of everything that need to be taken care of. Nothing really special happens. Just a normal week, you know. Worked like yeah. crazy. I think I worked like like over eighty some hours this week. So I'm like drained, dead. Look yeah. at you out here grinding. See, but at least this time. You're getting paid for your time, you know. This yeah. is the military. That's what I was trying to tell some of my coworkers because they were like bitching and complaining. And I was like, "Look, y'all don't know. Like, I've worked a 16-hour shift downrange, had to stay up an extra three hours because some visitor came, and then got like four hours of sleep and had to work another 16-hour shift again. So I was like, "You guys really don't know how." Or like at least you're getting paid for this shit. I got work mm-hmm. three days straight and get paid the same, right? Same pay, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's that difference between salary and hourly. But yeah, that's that grind. That's that super grind. But we do have an interesting show. We had a interesting, semi interesting week, I guess. Uh, we had the NBA Finals close out, and <laughs> we have the now the. Milwaukee Bucks are 2020-21 champions. Um, we're also going to talk about more Olympic stuff. We had an interesting um, uh, something happen where we have a transgender woman being cleared to participate in the Olympics. Interesting enough. We have also um, another interesting story about uh, Connecticut giving out um, $3,200 for people born in poverty and bonds for children. Another interesting topic. And then lastly, we're talking about Jeff Bezos going to space. So a little different, a little different vibe than normal, but we're going to get through it. So let's start out with the NBA Finals. We had the Greek Freak claim his first NBA championship. Um, what an amazing closeout game. 50 points, 14 rebounds, 5 assists, like 4 blocks. Like Legendary, legendary stat line right there. Um, making free throws. Making three throws. He was 17-19 uh, and 19 from the three throw line. I mean, my man had a game. So, what are, you, what are your thoughts on Milwaukee being the championship? And I pose this question to you. Do you feel like Greek Freak is the best player in the NBA currently? Okay, what well, you what do you want first? That question which, answered, which, or what, do you what, want what, my what, reaction on the on the finals first? What, whichever one you want to go go first with. All right, so for the finals, I'm definitely disappointed. I did not want uh, Milwaukee to win, just because I'm I like Devin Booker. I'm a Devin Booker fan. Um, he was hooping throughout the whole. Fu- Playoffs, pretty much, but mostly the finals until that last game. He was pretty much struggling, but, I mean, he was running on fumes at that point. Um, so I'm a little disappointed. Highly disappointed in CP3's play through this whole thing. I think this is just my personal opinion. A lot of people may disagree. I'm sure you're probably going to disagree. But I feel the so-called point god had the biggest letdown since LeBron James in 2011 against Dallas. Just my personal opinion. Um, He played like shit through the whole time he played. There was not really a good game that he really had. 
some people might say. Are you just talking about the finals only? Yeah, finals only. Just finals. So that's my personal opinion. Some people are blaming the coaching staff. I don't – those games are too pretty close for coaching staff to really be the deciding factor on why they didn't win. Uh, CP3 was all in his head about the ref, talking about, oh, I'm 0 for 12. Like, that shit's – like, you shouldn't let that dictate your play. And I feel like him getting inside his head by allowing that bullshit – statistic with the referee get it in his head um so i was highly upset on tuesday night when milwaukee won because i really wanted it to go a game seven and then of course have devin booker just light their ass up and win win it in phoenix so gotta give respect where respect's due greek freak put a hell of a game together uh Definitely his greatest game of all time so far in his career. He he did everything he needed to do to get a win. Um, now for the simple fact of being the greatest or being the man now, no, not even close. I give him respect. He played a hell of a game in a hell of a NBA playoffs, and he is a champ, but he has way too many holes in his game to be the the man of the of the NBA. Uh, is he in your top 5 at least? I don't like that face. I mean, you're taking too long. I don't like that. Uh he's either f- 5 or he's like right outside. Uh, I you put me on the spot right there. I really have to think um of course you got to give LeBron his credit. He's in the top 5. I don't know if he's still number one anymore. Uh, you got to give KD. KD, I would argue, probably the best player in the world right now. Um, well, that's only two. So you got three more players that you feel are better than Giannis. Yes, I feel. I still feel Steph is still a better player than him overall. I do okay. feel like because he has the long range and he can still. Other than the only thing Giannis can do better than him is rebound. And probably get up and down the court faster than Steph Curry. Okay. Number four, you would have to. I think you used to put Luca in there. Luca, maybe. Uh, Luca's not. Maybe. Honest. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't watch Luca too much. But you would have to either put. I would go either Kyrie or I would go Harden. Just because Harden can still Harden has been playing defense recently, and he has, um, of course, he can score, he can assist, he can do all that. So you, you would have to put him in consideration, and then of course you got to put Kawhi, even though he is going to miss seventy five percent of the season. He could do it all defensively and offensively. He needs to work on his three, but other than that, you you can't keep him out of the top five. So get back to me. By next episode, I'll give you a good top five of who's – he might be there. Like I said, he's either five or six. At, at, at best, he's five. Okay. All right. Interesting. I really did not expect you to um, take that point of view, honestly. Um, Giannis being outside of your top five, wow. Oh. Um, it's just because so, he's not consistent. Like the free throws is horrible. I mean, we were talking shit about Ben Simmons uh, the other day. Well, yeah, but episode. I mean, let let's not put he's he's not consistent. Let's put some respect on Giannis's name. He's nowhere near as inconsistent. No, I'm not. I'm not saying. But he he's horrible at the free throw line. He doesn't have a mid range game, and he's inconsistent at the three point. So all he's really is, he's a more athletic a, Blake Griffin. So he's just a slasher. He all give him an alley oop, or let him go into the let him drive in. He's money all day long. But you have to elevate your game. So in my opinion, the players that I mentioned, I feel like their game is more elevated than his. Is he a hell of an athlete? Of course, I can't argue with that. But the simple fact that you're talking about the the guy in the NBA, he's not that. He's not that dude. 
Okay. I mean, I, I'm not disagreeing with you there. I'm just saying, out of the top five, I, I disagree. But to um, each their own. Yeah. Right. So, with the outcome of the finals, I kind of saw it coming once Milwaukee tied it up. Um, I felt like that kind of deflated all of Phoenix's momentum, and then their Phoenix's biggest issues—they don't have any bigs. I mean, Aiton's their only big. He was the only person that could bother Giannis. Everyone else is small. And you could see it. Like, I don't know. Did you actually watch the game? Or? No, I didn't watch any of the game, okay. unfortunately. I was say, you, could, you could see it during the game. Like, Aiton didn't have the confidence to guard Giannis. So, once that happened, you know, Giannis just started eating him alive in the paint. And the thing about Giannis is, is that, they what they've started doing less with him is that they're allowing Middleton or Holiday to bring the ball up rather than Giannis bringing the ball up. So the wall doesn't work as well as it used to. Like when they did it with Toronto, you know what I'm saying? Because Giannis would take the ball out. He would take it out, take it up, and then get ahead of steam and go downhill. But now that he's not doing that, he was getting the ball in the low post. He was getting the ball in the high post, high pick and roll, stuff like that, which was shaking up the offense. So this is why I feel like coaching, honestly, was the reason Phoenix didn't win last night. I feel like Monty Williams could have made some adjustments. The game was close. The final score was 105-98. So the game was close enough. And in my opinion, if the game is close, it's coaching. If If the game's a blowout, it's talent. It's the players, right? If you're getting blown out, you're not playing tough. If you if the game is close and you don't win, you probably didn't coach or you didn't execute at the end well. Now, that sometimes – go ahead. I know you want to say something. Go ahead. I'm going to disagree with you, and the only reason why I'm going to disagree with you is because game three, Phoenix had a chance to win that game, and CP3 lost the ball, which caused a turnover. And then game four – Devin Booker had an opportunity, I think, to tie it, if I'm not mistaken. And then that's when mm-hmm. Chris Middle or no, it was Drew Holiday stole the ball and then did the alley the oop to Greek Freak. So some of those plays were just mistakes right. made on the players. There's well, nothing really that a pl- that a coach could have done. I mean, you so can't. You, I put you, a caveat in it. The coach gets the players in the positions to make the right plays, to score, tie the game up, whatever is needed. So Monty Williams, X and O's, drawing up good plays to get your players good shots, right? If your players don't hit the shots, okay, yeah, that's not on him. But um, when it's tight like that, you can usually point to like a bad coaching call or a bad timeout or something like that that would be like, man, you should have took a timeout right there. And even in this game, game seven, there was a few times where I'm like, Monty, what are you doing? Take a timeout. Like you, you see Milwaukee's got all the momentum, and you're not taking times out. The adjustments, things that those little small things that you know can change the fabric of a game, especially when it's really close. If you got, you know, if Aiton's not bothering Giannis enough, but you got uh, somebody else on your team, you know, that can or has been doing having a better game, you know, you need to make those adjustments as a coach. You need to do those things you know you need to know when to take the time out you need to know when to put your best players in give them rest and stuff like that and I just felt like Monty Williams kind of just he just wanted to win his way without making it I felt like he didn't want to do the wall so which is fine you know if you don't feel like that's efficient for you because you know your team's not that big big that's fine all fine and well but at the end of the day you could there's a lot of people who are saying that cost them you know, the series that they didn't really go in that route. So I'm not blaming Monty Williams. Like, I'm not saying it's his fault that the Suns didn't win the series, but there could have been better coaching. That That's just my opinion. So in that sense, I feel like it's – you want to do it the way that – you want to play the way that got you to that position. So they haven't been – they didn't set a wall up this whole – they didn't set up a wall in game one, game two – and they were they were doing perfectly well, right? But when Giannis has a fifty point game, I honestly don't feel like it. Honestly, I feel like CP three coming into the mix fucked them up because when 
uh, Cameron Payne was playing point guard. It was up-tempo. They were able to get easy baskets quicks. And then when the game got slowed down, they were able to set up to hit three-pointers because they, they had to keep an eye on Devin Booker because Devin Booker, I mean, for the most part, if Phoenix would have won, he would have been MVP because, I mean, 40 points. He was he was right there with Giannis throughout the whole playoffs, putting up numbers. So CP3 is not a quick – he's not an upbeat point guard. Yeah, he's old. He's older. So now, he wants so to yeah. slow the damn game down. So by that time, you can't – Milwaukee was, what, one of the best defensive teams in the league for, the, like, the yeah. last, what, three years? So you can't sit there and take your take your time and trying to sit there and pace. You got to get easy baskets quick, like Milwaukee was doing. So I just feel like Milwaukee it was really nothing. Of, they were really, a lot of offensive rebounds and tipping, though. But they were still losing the game because they were getting a lot of offensive rebounds in game uh, one and two as well. But they just couldn't capitalize. So I feel like, as much as people want to call him the point god. It's. Well, I personally believe that most of the blame should go to CP3. I feel like you want to blame like, oh, he should have took a timeout. But majority of those times that he should have took a timeout, CP3 was right there on the floor. You got a floor general that should know exactly what to do and when to do it. So in my mind, if I got uh, – that's like saying you got like Peyton Manny or Tom Brady – and okay, we'll put, we'll put it this instance. We'll put it to uh, last year in the playoffs when um, when Green Bay was going against Tampa Bay, and they kicked the field goal instead of letting Aaron Rodgers go. So mm-hmm. the coach, the coach. I mean, it was questionable. A lot of people were questioning it. To me, it made more sense. You get points. Your defense was stopping them. You get the ball back. You got time to play. But it, so the coach took took the ability of the 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 field general Aaron Rodgers took took the power out of his hands and put it in his own hands. So if vice versa, you got CP three, the field general of the game, he should have been like, "No, time out, quick, Let, let's go." I, I guarantee LeBron. If it was LeBron, if it was anybody big time, they would they wouldn't even. They wouldn't even have Monty Williams even even consider taking a timeout for them. They would have already called the timeout. They would have regrouped. They'd be like, hey, man, let's get this out of the way. So I really feel this is, this is King Diamond's personal opinion. A lot of blame goes to CP3. A lot of people are trying to escape GOAT CP3 because it was his first final. He's, he's, he's been in the league way too long to not take control of the floor if you're a floor general. So – this CP, this point guard nickname, I'm just not riding with it. No, I mean, I can see putting some blame on CP3. I, I, I do see that point. I don't think I'll give him majority of the blame, but I, I see the blame. He did not play the greatest during the finals, so, I mean, I can see that. But um, as of Giannis being the best player in the league, I don't think he is the best player. Um, when I look at Giannis's game, as you mentioned, um, no jumper, no threes. Um, but going to the paint, he's the most dominant player probably in the game at at this point. Um, now he's definitely in my top five. I got him in my top three. I think the only players that are better than him are LeBron and KD. Um, that that's just me in my opinion. I think what you get. What Giannis defense, the hustle, the rebounding, the assists, um, the ability to just score in the paint. There ain't too many other players that their game going to give you. You're going to get more. Like you, you brought Steph. Steph's cool. You know, you're going to get the scoring from Steph. You're going to get the floor stretching from Steph. You know you're not going to get any defense from Steph. I forgot someone. Who? I definitely know he ain't in my. Anthony Davis. Mm, that's that's arguable, arguable. I Lake mean, Nation. Go, Lake I Nation mean, pull his car. I, I like pull AD. AD is one of my favorite players, but I'm just saying it's arguable. That that's one where it's how he's 
He's been defense. He's defensively. He's Giannis right there. has been. Giannis. He's right there defensively. He can actually shoot a three pointer. He's really good yeah, at the he, free throws. Offensively, yeah. low post, mid range. There's not. I, I guarantee there's nothing you, he can't do. But you put him one on one. Is, you put them one on one against each other. I guarantee Anthony Davis wins that matchup. Yeah, that's that's a, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like that's arguable. That's arguable. AD's good. But it's, it's yep. the only thing that's been hindering AD is injuries. Is injuries. Yeah, you you are very much. But, don't, but, it, I, but I gotta look at I gotta look at wood. their career. I gotta look at their career. What they've done. Giannis has got two MVPs, a Defensive Player of the Year, a Finals MVP, and a championship. AD's just got a ring, and that's it. Nothing else really to say for himself other than that. Yeah, that's because he went to the worst organization in the NBA. Was Milwaukee good when Giannis uh, got there? No, they didn't get good until he dropped. They were making playoffs with Brandon Jennings and them boys. What are you talking about? With OJ they Mayo? Were, I mean, they were okay. And the Pelicans were making some playoffs too. It's Chris Paul. That was the only time they were they right. were ass I mean, those, all them years after. And after the Pelicans were though. ass enough to get Anthony Davis. Remember, he was exactly. the number. <coughs> excuse me. He was the number one pick. Exactly. But he had to be the worst team in the league. But they when Milwaukee wasn't the worst team when they got Giannis. He got picked. Wait. He got drafted fifteenth. I mean, that was just a luck of the draw. But they were still a lottery. I mean, top fifteen is lottery now. So. But that then they're still a decent team. They're a decent team now after they added all the pieces and drafted all the players. Not prior. You act like Giannis came there and then year year two they were good. Like I mean, Giannis has been in the league this is his sixth year, I'm pretty sure. So They made the I mean, they made the playoffs every year. They made the playoffs the last three years. His two MVP runs and and then this year, no. I mean, maybe they made it the year before that, but that would only be four. I'm pretty sure they've only made the playoffs like the last three. I'm gonna look it up, but we'll look it up. Look it up, y'all. Y'all, let us know in the comments on YouTube or whatever. But um, all right, that's enough Milwaukee Bucks talk. But congratulations, we'll end this one. But congratulations to Milwaukee, y'all just earned y'all championship. Y'all parade. The city of Milwaukee hasn't had a championship in 50 years, so shout out to them. Uh, Devin Booker will get a ring, though. No, nah, I agree. Say. He will get one, whether it's with Phoenix or not, but he will get one. Um, we're going to move over to Jeff Bezos going to space. Yes, space. Um, so Jeff Bezos, if y'all haven't been watching the news or anything, um, he was one of the First people to do the commercial space flights. Uh, bought himself a ticket in space. I believe those tickets are like a hundred thousand um, per person to ride. So it's a quite a bit of penny. Um, we were actually talking about this at work. For a ride to space, a hundred thousand. I'm not like I'm, I don't have a hundred grand to just throw away like that. But I don't think that's that much. Um, when I really look at it, like. To ride up into space, like that's a that's almost not too bad. But Jeff Bezos doing it, um, he thanked his Amazon and the people, basically everyone that made him rich, you know, that allowed him to be able to go do that. Um, do you feel like space commercial space uh, travel will be taken off here? In the next 20 years or so, you feel like that's something going to be a norm or is it just going to be like a rich person? Like, oh, I got a lot of money. Let's go to space. Is it my turn? My yeah, turn. go ahead. Go right. So, hell yes. I feel like it is only for the rich. Uh, this space war, this, war, this race to space is only because the high power know that this country or not this country this planet is not going to survive the way that we've been running into the ground for all these years uh any longer so this they're basically all the higher ups are trying to do power moves to control space 
is who's the first one that's going to actually be able to go to Mars, to the moon, to, if I'm not mistaken, they're already trying to build like uh, spots to live in on the moon and, and other planets. So it this is for the, only the rich people. It's going to be some District 9. We're going to be all out. The people that can't afford to go is all going to be in living in shanty towns and this fucking California love type desert land and just trying to do whatever we got while motherfuckers are going to be up in the sky eating exotic cuisines and shit, looking down like all those broke motherfuckers down there. So that's my personal opinion. I don't feel like it's going to be like Southwest Airlines for you can one way trips going to be eighty dollars. No, I don't feel that that way. If you had a hundred k, would you go to space? If you if had hundred k yeah. to blow, yeah, to I would. Blow. Why not? Would you, would you go? Okay. Hmm. Well, I don't I know. I just I just feel like it, you would. I don't know. I feel like some people are like so against it, especially at work. I was talking about this at work, and there are a lot of people like, "I'll never do that," but I think it'd be cool. If you have the money to just to blow now, if it was just like I have a hundred, yeah, just hundred thousand dollars saved, and then it was like, well, you know, you could go to, <coughs> you could go to the uh, moon with it, then I'd be like, no, 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 nah, just, nah, nah. But yeah, if I got someone just handed you a briefcase, it was like, here's a hundred grand, you can do whatever you want with it. Would you want to go to space? Yeah, and I feel like people that are well into stocks and shit. Like motherfuckers that really. We're not attention. talking about like. No, but no, no. This one. Let me finish. I'm just saying, me personally, for motherfuckers that are in stock, y'all need to be doing. Y'all need to be putting stock into these companies that are making material to go up to space and to like oh, stuff yeah. that are need to be used in mm-hmm. space because that's. I mean, you guys are all gassing up Bitcoin and whatever the other one is, dog it or whatever. Dogecoin. Yeah. But that that stuff that you know helps motherfuckers get to space is gonna be ten times more than that Bitcoin monopoly money y'all trying to put all your money into. It's just okay. my personal opinion. Hey, just coming from the financial guru King Diamond, I'm saying, hey man, it, invest. It's not, ro- in, it's not rocket science to invest in rocket science, you know. Yeah, <laughs> invest in that rocket science. But I, I mean, I I would say I think it's pretty cool. Um, um, just space travel to me has always been like, it's cool, but like, I don't see the point of it. Um, I guess looking at it, you know, Mars is the only really planet that we can reach at this time with our current technology. We don't even know if people can live on it right now. Uh, we don't know if it has enough water and blah, blah, blah. The oxygen, we know that it's similar to earth, but we don't know if we can actually live on it and use it like we do earth so i feel like we put a lot of money towards space but for what yeah you I'm t- i told you for what because motherfuckers is uh, trying yes, to leave I, this I, planet I, I get to it. get away i get from it but where are you gonna where are you gonna go that's what i'm saying like you're gonna go to mars and live on a but colonization it, okay let's think about this yes let's think about this Motherfuckers wouldn't be trying to rush into going to the to Mars or to the moon if they didn't already know that there was ways to living on yes, Mars. Yes, there are there are possible hypothetical ways. I don't know. I feel like the rich know way more than what they're telling everyone, and it's just like, oh yeah, th- we we want everyone to go, and then it's just like motherfucking. Snowpiercer or any of these doomsday type shit. It's like, oh, deuces. Well, we gonna, we're gonna be gone while you guys still live here. Hey, I'll I'll happily die on Earth. That's fine. I don't have to worry about shit. But so, um, because you got you got to think about it. They've been sending all these rovers and shit to space these last like, yeah, what, it's been like fifty years since the 50, last time. 60. So they haven't send- done a like man expedition to the moon for But years. they've been sending over these all these rovers. What do you think these rovers were just doing? Just trying to yeah, get some space they're... rocks and send them back to Earth? No, they're... and a lot of them have been there and they haven't came back. So Yeah, they're they're laying out the land of the planets to see if they're viable. What they're doing. Which that's why I'm saying, like they that's where they know that Mars could possibly be livable. But 
that's only a keyword is possibly unless unless you know what you're saying is true and they have discovered that this planet can be livable and they're just hiding that and only telling you know like the rich but i don't know i'm not super big into space and i'm not really big into the conspiracy theories that everybody be like oh look at this and aliens and all that stuff you know i just look so at you don't believe in aliens <sighs> mm, not really I don't know, bro. It's just it, I feel like at this point. So like, you truly believe, I'm, and I, I'm not. I'm, I'm not, not ba- saying we're the. I'm only, not bashing, but you truly ahead, believe we are the only planet that sustains life. No, I'm not saying that. Okay, that, that's, that's my question. I'm not saying that, but do I, I believe in like when you say question. aliens, are you talking like alien versus predator type aliens? No, just another life form. It doesn't. Oh have, well, have there be maybe I don't. Some I men really in don't. black. I mean, I don't know. I really don't. I just feel like by now something would have came and visited us or interacted with us. Okay. You know, I there's just, been I, tons of UFO. You know, I mean, what is a UFO there. though? Like, and what is a UFO until someone actually sees it? All these pictures are just like infrared pictures or just like a white spot on a map. Like, what is that? Where by this time, you know, you should be, we should have a ship that we can go climb on and be like, what's in here? I mean, maybe there's something in Area 51. I don't know. I'm not. People were supposed to ram it, but you know, nobody did. They all checked yeah, it out. They, we were supposed <laughs> to get our answers. Yeah, we were supposed to get our answers. You know, but they they knew what was going to happen if they pulled up to Area 51. That's it was going to be a massacre. Massacre, yeah, a bloodbath. So, uh, so many people were like, "Damn, I wish I was in Nevada just so I could kill some people." I was like, <laughs> yeah, "That's crazy." I don't know why people be thinking like the government playing games out here and you can just pull up to a restricted area and with no consequences. Wrong people. That's wrong. No, they would have it would have been pink dust everywhere. The <laughs> CNN, Fox News, that's all they would have the whole screen would have just been pink dust. They would have lit it up like Fourth of July. Yeah. Well we're glad everyone was safe and they didn't go to Area fifty one. No one lost their lives, you know. That that's a positive note. But that's space talk, that's the NBA, and that's the first half of the Forever Rich Podcast. We're gonna take a quick break. Word from our sponsor. You already know, but we'll be right back. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all listening to the sponsorship. You know, same old, same old helps us out. Um but so we're moving on to part two. And uh, so we're going to talk about the Olympics again. Um, this is a very interesting um, topic. Uh, so they had a trans woman, first ever, um, going to be cleared to participate in the Olympics. Um, do you know what exact event she's going to be participating in? Uh, hold on. Let me see if I can find out. Yeah, I was going to say that. Maybe you can Google it. Let's see if I can find it. Weightlifting. Weightlifting. Okay, so um, going to be participating in weightlifting. Um, cleared to participate. So I think this is an interesting topic because, um, like, it's one thing to me to be like, you know, like, I want to be, I'm a man, but I, I feel like I'm a woman, whatever. Like, I'm not judging anybody for their choices that they're making. I'm not telling anybody what they're doing is wrong or anything like that. Like if you feel like you're a woman and you're a man trapped in a woman's body, whatever type deal, like that's on you do what you need to do. But when it comes to like participation, like in sports or like bathrooms and stuff, this is where I feel like, you know, we get a, uh, a slippery slope is what I'll say. You know, like how can you, um, let someone who was a man participate in in feminine sports with women, knowing the clear advantages that they would have as a man, especially something like weightlifting. Um, it, it baffles me. Now I know, I don't know if there's any ways. Like I'm not super savvy into the, like the transitioning type world. Like if you're taking estrogen, are you weaker? Do you like did your muscle mass go down and you're not as strong as you would be type deal like because like i mean any guy is going to be stronger than a girl just straight up you know what i'm saying like 
you go to the gym with your girl or whatever, like you outlifted her, like no problem. Like even if she's a, unless you're just super weak or super fragile, or super frail, whatever. But I mean, even if even the most beefiest women, you know, like they they're hitting, you know, gaps or bars, whatever. They're hitting uh ceilings, you know, just because their genetics. That's just how it is. Like men are stronger than women. Like it's just. That's just what it is. So it just begs the question is, you know, is this even fair, you know, to the other competitors that you're allowing a trans woman to participate in lifting with other women? And I'm assuming all the other participants are going to be legitimate women. Um, so, or born a woman, excuse me. Um, so I'll let you start with what do you, what are you feeling about this? So I think it's kind of cool. I think it's progress for transgenders. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the LGBTQ, I don't know the rest of the syllables that they came up with recently. But I think that it's, it's, a, it's a step in the right direction for them as being considered humans and actual people. I know a lot of people don't think that they're actual human beings. So that part, I think, is... Awesome. Now, I'm kind of almost in the same boat as you. I do think that you take away from women. And you kind of set women back a lot in in that kind of sense. You know, like, in the instance, I would put, like, the WNBA and all these other women's sports that, you know, aren't getting paid as much as men because, you know, they don't bring enough, you know, they, the competition level, I guess, is not the same, even though I, I think women, WNBA games are better than NBA games because they actually, they hustle harder. They hustle more than men, in my personal opinion. It's just, you don't get the dunks, but, the NBA nowadays is all about the three-point game. So women's game is just as irrelevant than the NBA. You just don't have bigger names like LeBron, KD, Kyrie, and all them. But they still got their their stars and stuff. So yeah, in that got, sense, in that sense, I feel like you you kind of rob some females of you know their hard work and dedication because. As much as a born man transitions into a woman, he physically he's still gonna have some of those advantages. So I do feel like you gotta pick your poison. It's either you know it's 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 it is a slippery slope. It's like it's super positive for you know that community because it's like. They're finally seeing us as human beings. You know, I can finally compete in the desirable skin that I want to compete in. But at the same time, I feel like these female, original females bust their ass off day in and day out to compete at such a high level that there's a higher advantage for the transgender woman or man than it would well i would say man woman it's more it's more as a as an advantage for a transgender woman than it would be for a transgender man just because you know physically especially in powerlifting now if you're talking about gymnastics swimming water polo and stuff like that or high diving and stuff. I feel like the the playing fields would be even, but in the sense of like boxing and most of your your strength sports, I feel like though it's a positive, it it's also a hindering. And anyway, this kind of doesn't make like it's it's a beautiful moment. But then it's questionable. You kind of question the Olympics because it's like you let a transgender woman compete in a women's sport, which is one hundred percent 
fine with me. I, hey, do whatever you do. But then you disqualify actual women because they had too much testosterone. So it's like, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm like you. I'm not really educated on the transi- transitioning into, you know, maybe someone could educate us. I'm, I'm well open for it. Someone, uh, someone wants to educate us more than welcome to hear it. But it's it kind of def- kind of being a hypocrite. You disqualify a woman for having too much testosterone, but then you qualify a woman that was a man that's going to have higher testosterone than a woman would be into a, a sport like that. So it's an awesome thing. But at the same time, it's like I need to hear the Olympics ramifications on why she was allowed and then you disqualified other women. Because I feel like if you're, what is your main goal in promoting her to be able to compete, but then you disqualified these women because the, the, the playing field is not, the reasonings equal. behind it isn't equal. And I feel like in those type of sports, it should be equal. I'm not saying that she has a far advantage. Like, she, sh- if she loses, then she loses. Like, I'm not going to be like, see, this. how can she lose? She's a, once a man. But you can't shun one person for one thing and then allow another person to do it. So that's my personal opinion on it. I'm interested to see how well she does. She does in the weightlifting. I'll probably watch that part. But man, woman, transgender, you compete. You compete. At the end of the day. Hmm. Well, I I feel like in the sense of like, yes, it's good. You know the progression and. You know, of getting the community out there, getting people to know, you know, um, what trans is all about and all that stuff is all fine and well, and that's great. But when it comes to, like, competing, I just feel like it's not fair. But that's just me. I just feel like you – I don't – like, as I said, like we said earlier, like, if someone could come on the show and educate us more more in depth, but from what I've seen and understand from – like, I still feel like you still retain some of your, you know, your manly strength or whatever. Your, you know, like, you can't just 100% get rid of all of it, right? That's why people get surgery and stuff like that. So, when you're saying, like, I'm going to have this woman compete with these women and they're going to lift weights, you know, I feel like that's, like, oh, it doesn't, I just, that, that to me doesn't connect. But maybe there's some stuff, there's more stipulations to it. Maybe there's some stuff that I don't know. Um, and that's perfectly fine. If there is, if they have a way to make it, excuse me, fair, then hey, it's A-okay. Like, you compete and you compete, like you said. But if not, then I feel like maybe they should have a separate category for them or something like that. And not in the way, and I'm not saying in the sense of like they need to be doing their own thing just to make it in the sense of competing to make it fair. You know what I mean? You know, or you could do it like a, a point system. I don't know how well, I don't know how the Olympics actually, you know, how they make their scores or anything. Usually it's like first one to make it to one point or, you know, lifted. But I feel like you should set the points a little further down for a, uh, transgenders just a little bit because of the, like you said, the advantage, the sl- slight advantage that they might have. I mean, if you lift power lift or you lift weights, I mean, majority of the time it comes down to technique and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, I, feel like I feel that's like I feel like a transgender track le- track athlete playing fields are, are even because there's some f- females that run boy they got wheels yeah so but it's like when you like 
pure strength. Right. I don't, that's what I'm I don't saying. feel like this, like this is different because it's it's a strength, right? Like the strength of it. Like maybe I could understand, you know, like I feel like this is like would be the equivalent of like putting them to wrestle or something. Like, like you're putting two different physiques together. I I don't know. I just feel like you're giving the, the other people an advantage. But that's just me. Um, it and like I said, it's a slippery slope. You know, we try to do our best on the show to not like step on anyone's feelings or crush anyone's toes and make anyone feel uncomfortable. Like we don't have like we don't have any prejudice against anybody, any persons or anything. But it's a very interesting topic to discuss because there's a lot of point of views that can be taken, you know? And so, I mean, I hope that she, I don't know her name actually. Let me, let me, uh, what is this? Let me look at this person. Let me see. Laurel Hubbard. She's Laurel 43. Hubbard. 43 years old. Okay. So I hope Laurel. She's from gets New Zealand. Out. Yeah. So I hope she gets out there. And crushes it, you know. I, I mean, I I do, but I and it, I just hope it is it's all fair, you know, and to everybody else. That's all I'm saying. Like, if she gets out there and she wins gold, hey, good on her. But if she has an advantage, then you know, hey, that's something that you know the Olympics committee needs to look at. So, but what do y'all think about that? Please um, let us know. Um, on YouTube, when we post the podcast, you know, uh, like, comment, subscribe, all that stuff. But really, comment down in the comments. Um, we really want to see what people have to say about you know just topics in general. You know, give us more ideas on topics that you want to hear from us. So uh, definitely get in those comments down below. Definitely get in those comments down below. So the final topic we're gonna have for the show is gonna be about Connecticut who's giving out $3,200 in bond money to children born in poverty. Here, let me pull up the article so I can... Power move. That's what that is. It's a power move. Okay. So it says, this is the article. This is from uh, ctmirror.org. And it says, uh, the bill, this bill that was passed provides $50 million a year so that the state can uh, set aside and invest 3200 for each child born after July 1st who enrolled in Medicaid. That's about 16,000 children a year who stand to benefit from these so-called baby bonds. With these children ranging at age 18, the money is expected to have grown nearly 11,000 for adolescents to use to purchase homes, go to college, get trade schools, start businesses. So basically, the government's putting this money aside every year for, this is just in the state of Connecticut, but um, for children who are born into poverty, they apply for Medicaid or whatever, so we're talking very poor in the, in people, individuals. And basically, your 3200 goes into a bond. If you guys don't know what bonds is, it's like a savings account. And it gets interest based on like different variables and the government and economic standings and stuff like that. But anyways, at a certain age, you can take the money out. So it's usually 18, but you can raise it, you know, lower it, whatever you want to do. But... um. So these kids would get 3200 at birth, and then when they were 18 or old enough, that money, they could pull that money out, and they could use it for college, um, whatever they want to use it for. So do you, seeing that, do you feel like that is a step forward, or do you feel like that's something that's going to get abused for these people who are getting these $3,200 in bond money? Time would tell. And the reason why I say that is because, of course, inflation. So, of course, you know, things are going to get more expensive. So, 11,000, like, kids born in July, so 18 years from now, is $11,000 really going to be that much? Because, like, I feel it's, like, kind of, like, 
back in the day when you were a kid, like, boy, $100, you felt like you could do so much shit with $100. And then, like, now it's like $100. It's just like, it's just like, that's just like going to all this meme. That's going to Olive Garden. (laughs) Yeah, I saw this meme and it said $1,000 is like a $20 bill now. Yeah. I was like, they're cooking in my head. And I was like, it really is. Like, you can spend $1,000 like super quick. So it's just like with, um, inflation and stuff like that it's just like it could be a power move it could help a lot a lot of kids i mean still eleven thousand eleven thousand dollars is still eleven thousand dollars at the end of the day and i feel like with those bonds when it's coming to when they're like 16 15 16 17 when they're almost on the verge of receiving that money can, the state of Connecticut needs to educate people on finances because, you know, just giving a straight 18-year-old $11,000, just like that $1,000 you just mentioned, it's going to go up fucking super quick. So um, it helps them out a lot, I feel like. Uh, like I said, $11,000. I wish somebody would have gave me $11,000 when I turned 18. That would have been far way off than what i am now so i mean i'm not saying that my parents weren't financially educated but i kind of had to learn on my own a lot more finance than you know timmy and his i feel like that ivory league family yeah i was gonna say i feel like that's normal though for most people you know they gotta live life and learn themselves except you know the exception of like super rich families that, you know, yeah, give their children Ivy League education or they have a trust fund, you know, with millions of dollars in it. But I feel like that's normal. Yeah, but could be a power move. Yeah, I think it's good. Um, I think it's definitely a good way to start, you know, trying to build up these um, poor communities, definitely. Um, the government definitely needs to find, figure out a way to, put their hand in harder to these poor communities like um, food stamps and so and stuff like that that's that's not gonna cut it like so broken is, system yeah that was, that's exactly what I was about to say it's broken and all it does is make you poor because you it doesn't help you get on your feet it just gives you money to eat and live so then you become dependent on the system to feed you and pay your rent rather than getting a good job and getting out there and getting work. And then sometimes you just have people who don't even try. They just want food stamps. And abuse and the system. Food. Yeah, and abuse it. So um, it, it's ridiculous. So I think like giving people money straight up and being like, here, this is your aid. Do what you need to do. If you don't, you know, if you don't uh, make this work out for you, you know, hey, you're on your own. I think that will push more people to actually get up off their asses and do stuff than, you know, being like, here's $3,000 to feed your 20 kids that you have. You know, it's like, it, it's ridiculous. That and it, I feel like a lot of people are going to be pissed off when I say this, but a lot of states need to start doing drug tests for these people that are receiving these benefits because we all know. And I got some relatives that do it. They get the food stamps and then they turn around selling it for all types of shit that they don't need. Mm-hmm. Definitely don't I got want. I got especially recently, you know, with the uh with the Biden assistance, yeah. the CARES Act, all that extra food stamps money that people are getting. I seen a lot of people on my Snapchat like five hundred dollars in food stamps for two hundred or best offer type deal and it's like um I, I'll put it this way. I see a lot of people that are on those financial uh, assistance programs going to a lot of um, top islands yeah. and top-end restaurants and, you know, having highly priced clothing and shoes nowadays. So um, they need to fix that system. But I, it's still a power move from Connecticut by, by any means. Yeah, I mean, if it's... Everything, and that's that's a caveat. I, I'll say what the anything the government tries to do generally has positive intentions. It's more so that people abuse it, you know, find a way, a loophole, or something to just you know 
keep getting or misuse the money. So that the government really has to think like you have to get people who, and this is what I think that we have a disconnection between the government and the people is every time we get a government person, it's just a politician who's got like Ivy league backgrounds and came for money. You need people who are poor in those positions because you know what? They're going to think like the poor people, right? So they're going to know exactly what type of stuff that most people get into and what type of ways that maybe could actually help them rather than, you know, getting Jeb Bush in there, Jeb Bush, the 14th, who, came from oil money he doesn't care about the poor he was never poor he doesn't understand how what it feels like to be poor poor so he you know what he's gonna be like you know what food stamps there's nothing wrong with it you know those that's just helps the poor people you know the kind of crazy thing is that you mentioned that is because i was talking to raven about that shit about her uh her boss her boss is a super uh highly recognized uh spine surgeon mm-hmm and like they're always they were talking about the budgets and this this and that and i was like you know what they just need to hire someone that's been poor to to do their budget and i guarantee that their fucking budget would be fucking tight a1 way better than what it has been in the last fucking probably like 10 years and i was like you gotta get like the problem with a lot of people is they'll have this much money so they their plans are for this much money. When right. it's when you're poor, you have yeah, this, this much, much money. Yeah. You treat it like you only have this much money. So when shit hits the fan, you still have this much money left. So I feel like the same sense. Like most of these like billion dollar corporations and state programs need to hire someone that's came from poverty or from a government assistance to where it's like make this happen and then it's like cool all right cool it's like you can go to harvard princeton and all that but they're not going to teach you some of that shit they're like you can try to base it off an equation and shit and calculus and shit like that but it's these poor people that literally had these funds for and have that experience because they've been doing it since fucking the dawn of time for themselves that mm-hmm. you could really make you could really, the rich people would even be ten times more richer, in my personal opinion, if they just hired, you know, someone from poverty. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah, you know that one thing you walk a mile in someone's shoes, you understand them better, and that that statement is so true. You you know you don't really understand how can someone who's had millions of dollars understand someone who only has you know two hundred to their name? They're not. They're just not gonna understand. And they're going to come up with ideas and stuff that, in theory, you know, in your mind, they're good ideas, but they don't actually help anybody. Well, the theories are for people that, you know, have the same type of, I wouldn't say wealth, but just below the wealth that they have. So then yeah, it's, it's like, oh, I can. I, so if it's, you got like 10 people and 10 of them, you know, and I have like, I make six figures, but five out of the 10 people make you know 50 to 60k then i'm like oh i can help these people out to where they you know they can make you know six figures every year or whatever and then you forget these people only making like thirty thousand dollars a year they're the ones that are way better off than the people that are in sixty thousand dollars because they they obviously have a little more range but they never Money is no object to them. So if they're in a tight pinch, then it's just like, whatever. We'll just dig ourselves in a hole and then wait for some assistance to come in. And then they go right back to doing the same dumb shit that they've been doing. Right. That's what I'm saying. Right. And so it's a never-ending cycle. You never actually get out of the hole. You just get, you patch it temporarily until you fall back in it. So that's why I say like food stamps and... Section 8 and all that stuff. That stuff needs to be reevaluated completely and almost pretty much thrown out of the window because it doesn't really help anybody except the select few. So, but that is the show for this week. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, like we've been saying, you can check us out on YouTube. We're on YouTube now, Forever Rich Podcast. Comment, like, subscribe. All that stuff on YouTube. We're on Facebook now. Forever Rich Podcast Facebook page. We're on Instagram. Forever Rich Podcast. 
We got King Diamond on his IG. We got my IG. You can message us on any of those platforms. We do respond. The audio will be up on Anchor, pushed out to all the major platforms via Anchor, so you still can listen to it audio only. So we got every, we got a little bit of something for everybody, and that's what we're trying to do. You know, we're trying to sprinkle ourselves out a little bit here and there, and just get every, try to get as many people as we can. So if you're listening to this, we appreciate you. Tell your friends, tell your mama, you know, bring the podcast to your family cookout. Just let it play. Just let people soak up, you know, my lovely voice, you know, after they eat a big plate of barbecue with some collard greens and some macaroni and cheese, you know, they just hear AD's voice soothe them to sleep. Sleep, you know, you, you have yourself a good day. My know? mama need to make me some collard greens now. That sounds fire right now, bro. Yeah, right? See, look. That's going to put me to sleep. Hey, hey you know, uh, but- food marketing. Hit me up. You see what I just did? Someone who need marketing for food, hit me up. You see what I just did? That's crazy. But yeah, always grateful for y'all listening and watching, of course. And this is the Forever Podcast. Positive mindsets make positive outcomes. Deuces, guys. We out. Deuces. See y'all next week.